0: to another episode of the one two podcast football from the Real, brought to you by myself jay and my usual co-host day let the people know you're in the building that's good that's good that's good yes yes man happy new year to you happy new year to everyone listening spotify crew
1: yep yep yep
0: and um yeah man as i said on my new post or not my, it's not really new but my new year post shall i say hopefully we can all reach our heights reach our achievements our goals you know, it's testing times, obviously. I don't know if you're, everyone is in the UK listening, but we've just been put down to national lockdown. So, tough times right now. But like the video goes, tough times never last. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. yeah man, hopefully we will, we'll come out of this whole mess soon. But we're here to talk football. You know the vibes already. And, um, yeah, there's only one place to really start. I mean... What let it be said, there was many good matches this weekend. Like, I was actually deep in looking awful. We had a very good variety of matches, which, you know, there was good performances. You know, even when I was trying to decide my ball of the week, I was thinking, cool, Tierney did bits, but there were so many other guys I could have picked from this week. Probably my hardest week yet. So, I've um, got a lot to talk about this week, but we can only start with the Southampton versus Liverpool game.
1: Kind of, yeah, like, of on the weekend, but shock of the match week, I
0: guess. Yeah, yeah, that was played on a
1: Monday. The thing is, obviously we know Southampton have been good this season. They were obviously unlucky against us to not to really get three points. They've done their thing. Obviously, they, they've they been on the back end of some unlucky results. Obviously, they've come back to United and stuff. But they have put some really good performances in. Especially considering where they were not too long ago, yeah, they've got good core players. Danny Ings is back from injury, which is obviously a plus for them. And yeah, they just came and just did their thing, really. Yeah, just no, played their football. They didn't like
0: Southampton is definitely a side that I rate this season.
1: Yeah,
0: because um, as you said, like they've been doing their thing, and they've been doing their thing on the low, like it. It hasn't really been spoken about enough that Southampton are currently sick right now. Obviously, I know it's a weird season and everything like that, but they're somehow still in the mix. So, a big, big credit has to go to Ralph. Yo, I'll probably have to make a little post to him soon because the way he's turned around, not just Southampton, but just things in his own kind of personal career, because losing 9-0, I know we, everybody like kind of goes back to that one game against Leicester, but, that was such a turning point for them. And it's like, you look back at many other clubs, sometimes, you know, boards can hold a little 4-0 loss. They won't set their manager after that, it happens. But I know many boards out there where for a 9-0 hummeling, that's like enough to just say, yeah, like maybe you might be the guy, maybe you might bring us to something." but results like that can't happen full stop. So good on the Southampton board to still stick by him. and. The way he's turned it around for them is credit goes to him, man. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's 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 the thing he's stuck with his game plan. He's got the players like working for him, like bodies on the line, the high press. The high lines obviously criticize sometimes, but when it works, it just works well. They're defending, they kind of shut Liverpool out to be God fair. They didn't hands. really have many clear, clear cut chances, and yeah, just just a Proper, proper result, and you could see the emotion at the end when he was out on his knees, just kind of showing how much it meant to him and all the work. It's kind of like seeing your work come to fruition. Obviously yeah, yeah. Well, Just in general, but yeah,
0: lovely very good to result. see. Yeah, no, I thought they were quite defensively solid in that game. Like, obviously, they got their goal very, very early on. Brilliant chip. Like, I don't even know how Danny pulled it off. But guys are saying he was lucky.
1: He no. meant to do that, yeah. That was a set piece looking routine, yeah.
0: James Ward Prowse doing what yeah. he does best, whipping it. Yeah. Then, um, yeah, no, brilliant trip for them, Danny Innes. And it's kind of like they were push they were putting it on Liverpool, like it wasn't just a we've got our lead, we'll sit back with it. In the first half, they definitely went for it like a second, and um, obviously, they are unlucky not to get that. I'd say the second half, they definitely sat back a bit more. Yeah. Obviously, invited a bit more pressure from Liverpool, but it's just like as we move on to Liverpool, it's kind of like it's just not clicking for them right now. Like, their attacks drying up, it's like they got Henderson at center back, like it's all a bit mad. And I'm thinking these injuries might start. I don't, I don't know what thinking of Liverpool. I don't want to jump the gun with them because I feel like with Klopp, he's got such a good system going on down there. It's kind of like what Sir Alex Ferguson had back in the day where. You can have all these injuries, but because everybody knows the system, everybody knows the plan, the vision with Liverpool, it's like, you can happily chuck a Fabinho at centre-back and not be worried. Yeah. Compare that to like someone like Arsenal. If you we were to chuck, I don't know, Granit Xhaka at centre-back, you'd be worried because it's like it's, it's a bit alien to him. You'd be out of his depth. It's all, it feels like with Liverpool, nothing's really out of depth, but... I don't know, there's slightly it was it was a couple of worries. It was a bit forced. Man. Yeah. I think they had
1: like technically eight midfielders on the pitch. Like, yeah. It, crazy. Bit, it is it is pretty Yeah, it's pretty dial. I thought they kind of ridden the injury wave a bit, but it seems like it's obviously the rotation and playing games in quick succession is obviously not helping anything, but yeah, it was pretty it just seemed, it seemed as if they didn't have that same balance that they usually have. Yeah man, Like I thought they were, I thought
0: they got over that little stage as well, like after that Crystal Palace game it's like, yeah, Liverpool are back, Firmino's back banging, everyone's getting involved in the goals, mining Salah, like it's all looking good. Then ever since that Christmas, pre- yeah pretty much since after Christmas, it's all gone downhill and it's like, It's just, it's such a weird season. I don't even want to speak on Liverpool specifically too soon. Because um, knowing them, they could go and lose their next game. I'm pretty sure their next game is against United. Or do they have one in between that?
1: They have one in between. That is the fucking mad,
0: mad game. That's huge.
1: That's a very, very big game. So, so huge. They have... But, yeah, but yeah man, like, I'm saying, on the horizon. they oh, could... Yeah, it's um, United in the lead next. They have a cup round. Perfect,
0: like, so, so, they don't have a game before United? No,
1: I didn't know that. I'm mad.
0: Okay, okay. So, that, that United game got even more interesting. Yeah. Obviously, we'll get onto that kind of tie later on. But one person, he did have a bit of a disaster class, let it be said. Shocking game. Ooh. Trent. Alexander Arnold. What are we saying on him?
1: Do you know what? I don't know how we've like kinda of spoken about him on here, but I know he's quite like a he's quite like a polarizing guy. Like some people really love him, some people like I think the majority of people that aren't Liverpool fans kinda of don't really rate him too tough. Yeah. But yeah, the thing is he is so liable to have such a bad game. Do you know what I mean? And it mm. I think do people throw the Lost possession, since I think it was 38 times, which looks mad. But it doesn't really take into account. It's not like it's not like a, when when Sanchez used to lose the ball when he's like in the midfield, like trying stuff. Like most of the time, he was just, awful. Yeah, he would lose the ball, like mad. And he would the thing is because he would lose them in the mid, lose it in the middle. It's like a direct path to to the like to attack. So Trent's kind of a more like. Crosses and like, but even that aimless crossing in, is, is it gets to a point where it's like, come on, just okay, look up, at least try something different. Do you know what I mean? Because like we were saying, Southampton and I think was Kyle Walker-Peters on that side, and even, um, even
0: like, no, opposite side because they're both right backs.
1: Yeah, what was his name? Bertrand. Like he's an, this is an experienced guy. Like, do you know what I mean? And. Mm. It just it just became a thing of like, to stop the crosses. And yeah, he just he just got really, really iced out of the game and obviously he got subbed off at half-time. I mean, not half-time, subbed off like late on, which I thought was a bit… I
0: mean, I think it's mad that he got
1: subbed off and he still
0: managed to have, obviously, the highest given away possession. I yeah. guess that's how you can say it's stats of the season and he got sucked off with about 20 minutes left to go in the game. My thing on Trent alexander arnold as you said he's quite polarising, like Marmite. Some people like him, some people don't. And like you said, it's probably the majority that don't like him. It's, it's a bit of a, a weird agenda that's been on him over the years because it's a thing where I'm here for slander of a player if they're worthy of the slander, like if they're poor, if their side is doing poor, if they're not achieving all these accolades, breaking records, that's all that Trent Alexander-Arnold's um, been doing his whole career. Ever since he broke on, breaking a stitch record, um, breaking, um, I think it was goal records for the, a right-back or something like that. He's banging in free kicks. He's obviously being a key figure to Liverpool and their whole system, their rise to prominence, you know, Champions League winner, Premier League winner. And it's like all these years, you still see slander on his name. Obviously, you get the majority, hopefully I'd like to say, majority from the masses credit. Mm. on alexander arnold's name but you still see the bit of slander on his name i'm not even a liverpool fan but he's one of the best right backs in the world and all i'm seeing on my, my. socials is slander on his name and i'm right cool like, criti- like criticizing for the poor performance criticizing for his poor recent form. Like, that's cool no one's no players in there to criticism yeah. but don't get excited and let that kind of rewrite his history like yeah exactly. China- alexander arnold is still one of the best in the game, and it will take a lot for him to be taken off that pedestal. I'm seeing guys say, "Oh, you shouldn't go to the Euros now." Like, relax, yeah, man. man. It's
1: too much because I think with that Liverpool squad, like people love to hate Liverpool, and him, guys like him and Firmino, they're kind of easy targets. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously the Salas and the marneys and all these type of guys, they put up the crazy numbers, and. Mm. Like, everyone just, they just slap the, oh, he's a system player or this and that.
0: Cross and inshallah. Like, and
1: it's like... There
0: are cross and inshallah players. I get that. But I don't, he's not that because what people don't get is, yeah, he spams a lot of crosses. And I'm not even going to refer to last night's game because last night game <laughs> pretty much ignited that cross and inshallah meme. Yeah. Because he was literally crossing when it's not working yeah. and he didn't switch it up. So, that game, yeah, that epitomized it. But on the grand scheme of things, his crossing is usually on the money. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he gets all these assists yeah. from these crosses. It's like, he's clearly getting into the right spots. Unlike, you know, other players, other right backs. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, people need to allow the, rest, the disrespect on anything, because he's still up there as one of the best. And he's going for a poor, poor, little poor patch. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt that he will come back into his own when, you know, other players come in like a Van Dijk and. When the whole team's all gelling again and flowing properly, I have no doubt. And, you know, make sure the apologies will be as loud as the disrespect was. us. Mm, hundreds, hundreds. But yeah, no, that game, obviously they dropped points again. Um, and that sees them... They love leveling points with United, but obviously United do have a game in hand. So, we could be seeing them be three points behind. I feel like it's best to move on to the Manchester United versus Aston Villa game. Mm. Friday night football. I thought that was probably the best game of the weekend, or if you look at it as a game from two sides actually going at it, I'd say that was yeah. the best game of the weekend. Yeah, very. I mean, yeah, actually,
1: Very good, very good game to watch. Uh, obviously, I wasn't in the best, best of conditions, but I was watching it. It was, it was, it was like refreshing to see two teams go for it. Like, obviously, United were criticised in the past, um, like some of their home games this season. Their, before before their recent run of form it was terrible like they were just the no-no's of Chelsea and Man City it's kind of um, yeah it wasn't them, them at home was not it they were more of their away team but they took it to Villa and to be fair they got they got they got the result that they I would say they deserved obviously people get onto them about penalties and this and that but I think I think it was I think it was deserved the team, yeah. The team that he put out, I think, was perfect to kind of shut down the Villa. Like Villa are quite relentless; like they will go for it. So I think him playing McTominay and Fred, obviously we don't really like Fred one are too tough, but that, that defensive mindedness of him and McTominay as well was helpful in like in their attacks and stuff. But even like the key battle I think we're gonna touch on the Greenish and, and Pogba was very nice to watch.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. Like as you said with Fred. But it wasn't just with Fred, it was pretty much with a lot of the United players who I personally criticize. I think you've had a bit of criticism for them, mm. but credit to them. You know me, I'm a I'm a balanced guy. I'm here to give credit where it's due. And I thought players like Pogba, or someone as I've I've gone on I've gone into him because I've gone into him for the best of him, really, because nice. it's his fifth season now. I want him to really produce and i um, obviously still a long way to doing that. But what we saw against Aston Villa, brilliant performance. Didn't get a goal, didn't get an assist, but he still had a proper effect on the game. Eric Bay, arguably man of the match, I'd say. Obviously, as you said, it was a good game. So loads of guys in that game were up for contention, but he's definitely had a spot. Um, within that kind of mix, I felt like he was quite solid at the back, and obviously that heroic block at the end. So bigger Eric Bay, you know, if we could see a bit, a bit of that more often, less recklessness, more actually, because he was actually quite calm on the ball, like the way he was passing the ball in possession. Like I wasn't seeing an excited, reckless Eric Bay that I've become accustomed to. So he was good, and yeah, as you said, there was many, many good performances, but it was the midfield battle that really stood out. I mean. Jack Grealish, Jack Greasy, mm. JG10.
1: Yep. He's so good. Man, it's, it's, it's just amazing to watch. And it's like he's getting like, better. Because even, that's the thing that we were saying, he doesn't even need to score. He doesn't need to do just all these numbers, jazz, that everyone likes to talk about. Just watching him is just a joy to watch. And you can see how he brings the team forward. Like, he's just a breath of pressure. And it's, yes, it's great to watch. Fam, this is what I'm saying.
0: Like, Guys, get on to me they're always like, oh, you're such an aesthetic guy. It's, it's not all about aesthetics, numbers. I'm like, gee, like, cool. Numbers do play a role. And I feel like this is maybe a topic we'll get onto, like we'll probably delve into, because it's something that's always been on my mind. And I might make a post on it, I don't know, but it's it's something that needs to be delved in to either way, shape or form. But it's, you know me, I'm, a, I'm an aesthetic guy. Numbers do obviously play their part. But when you see guys like Jack Grealish ball out, like, in this game, I look at the the two kind of vocal points of that midfield, the kind of points of the midfield and you got a Jack Grealish and you got a Bruno Fernandes. Obviously, Pogba is a vocal point still, but he's played a bit deeper in comparison to Fernandes. So, you look at the two and I'm thinking, cool, like with all due respect to Bruno, I'm, I'm not trying to take, again, I want to always reiterate this, I'm not trying to take nothing away from him. He's on an immense form right now, he's putting up stupid numbers. but. You look at the actual performance, as you said, influence, impact. I look at Grealish and I'm thinking, yeah, he's he's involved in everything. He's making dribbles, splitting defences, putting balls over the top. Like, he's doing everything that you'd want in the midfield, putting a couple tackles. And I look at Bruno, I'm thinking, you're giving away the ball a lot. You're putting in some good tackles and you're making things happen a bit. But if we're talking about the performance-wise, I'm seeing a big difference in between the yeah. two. However, Bruno was the one who got the goal involvement, the, the important goal involvement, which obviously led to the win, because obviously that was the deciding goal in the end. So, again, not, not, it's not here for me to snide on Bruno because that's the last thing we should really be doing right now, but it's just like realish, man. Yeah. Got ahead, Marek.
1: It's definitely, uh, I've just come to realise that even just in life, it's just the type type of player. Like, when I'm watching football, I don't support United or Villa and this is even some people even like talk about this with Leeds and stuff which we can touch on later there but it's just watching the game and just enjoy like enjoying do you know what I mean just seeing seeing beautiful football that's what we that's what we come to do to be entertained obviously someone in your team does need to be getting the numbers with Villa he was that man last year he was the he was the vocal point sorry that was getting the numbers.
0: He was the
1: showman and the numbers, uh-huh. man. Now now he's yeah. got El Ghazi to help him out. He's got even Traore. He's got a few goals recently. McGinn obviously plays a bit deeper, but he can get in and obviously the man up top. But, and then in terms of that United team, it's obviously Fernandez for that magical touch. Like, Pogba's not necessarily really going to score. You never know what Martial you're going to get. Obviously, Rashford's a hit man. That's a, that's a goal scorer. That's a creator anyway, but yeah, Fernandez is is just a different type of player really, but <sighs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I rate him yeah, 100. I rate him for being I rate the consistency, I rate the way he, he always He He's pretty much like a Portuguese mm. Lampard. Although what I will say is Lampard even himself had a bit more tech to yeah. him. Cuz that's that's cause I feel like with Bruno, I don't I really don't want this to sound like slander. I know guys going to get mm. onto me. It's not slander anyway. But eventually these goals are going to dry up he will That's go through funny. a bad patch we started we started with Aubameyang now like Aubameyang was probably one of the last guys I thought would dry up like even when he has a poor performance he will always find a goal but he's actually drying up right now and we're starting to see that as much as I rate Aubameyang when he's not really mm. chipping in and I know that AFCV guy said it and we he all laughed at him, it. him. but yeah man <laughs> but it's like when you deep it like he's not offering goals right now and he's when he's not doing that he's not really offering much and that's not for me to say Bruno's not offering much Mm. but eventually these goals will dry up Uh, yeah and when they do dry up what remains there's going to be a lot Mm. more focus on his performance the light will be shone on it and you're going to you're just going to see a lot more maybe guys change their views and that's what I'm saying I don't that's what I I, the thing is I'm an a guy but I take both into consideration I I, don't, I never want to sh- look away from numbers, because numbers win matches, watches win titles and trophies and shit like that. So, yeah, right. but let that be said that he's still getting the goal and, you know, still getting the assist. And the impact he's had on this United side is yeah. not Like Every sign in, bro. Every sign in. Like, I've said it on a post one time. Then I said it on my boy's um, YouTube channel. Um, Samuel Mboseki on his footy agenda and um, I haven't seen an impact this big since Cantona. If United do go on to win the Premier League title, like just somehow, if they manage to do that, I'd say this definitely eclipses the Robin Van Persie one. Yeah. Because I think there's been three big impacts with United, there's the Cantona one, when obviously he came and he got them their first mm-hmm. kind of Premier League trophy to really start off the dominance for United, then the Van Persie one was kind of like, they missed out on the title and goal difference. Asian squad, Fergie's coming towards the end of his tenure. Let's just get this guy in to seal that last mm-hmm. little one. And he was carrying them every single game. Like, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I remember, like, they were always losing, like, the amount of comebacks they done that season, that must have been yeah, the most. Yeah.
1: yeah, he would always, he would always so keep, like, the, the necessary.
0: So then there was those two and then obviously you got bruno fernandez now i put through i put bruno in that bracket it's whether he can actually go and seal not just trophies but a premier league title but where the way he's taking them out of the gutter it's nuts like it you is know not. What i would
1: say for bruno which i'm also kind of seeing with other players as well is that he was definitely this again i'm not taking everything away from him but he was he earned as well but he's definitely been given that role of like cool this is you coming now to basically change your club it's easy to say that by slapping however money millions you want to put on people give that to the Verners or the pepes of the world like but obviously earning that earning that world mold like coming in saying listen even early door team saying i want to win trophies i want to win matches i want to score goals i want to help i want to bring this club forward and that's just inspiring the rest of the team really because Realistically, this United side hasn't seen many other signings. Majority of the players mm. are still there, but it's just that it's just seeing someone in the squad that inspires you. It's just because it he brings you forward. So yeah, he's done. He's done. Yeah,
0: that. he's definitely got a he's got a top mentality. Definitely, like we've seen, like even about six months, should we say, into his tenure, he's already getting into uh, Lindelof mm. in that um, Sevilla game. Like he's not afraid to really stick it onto his mm. guys and. Again, you gotta rate that because it's you know, if they do want to aspire to win trophies and stuff like that, you need that kind of guy on your side to kind of set you straight. And um, you know, he's setting the bar in that United team. And again, that's another thing you gotta rate about Bruno Fernandes. Obviously I will critique some of his performances. I do think like he's frustrating to watch, but you can't take away from his impact like it's by far one of the best we've seen in recent time. Um, when I say recent, I say like last two to three years. Can't think of a better impact than um, him. Because I'm pretty sure I'm, I saw something crazy like Man United are literally top of the Premier League. Not by a distance, but by a, a nice little margin, about three to four points since Bruno mm-hmm. signed in the end of January. Yeah, yeah they've
1: definitely picked so up wins, mostly inspired by him as well.
0: Yeah, but um, so yeah, United done well. You know, as I said, all those guys I critique, they done their thing. I even thought like Luke Shaw had a bit of a solid game. Another player I like to always critique, David de Gea, slowly getting back to his best. I felt like in the Wolves game, he pulls off some good saves, but um, because obviously we didn't actually cover the match week before this week, because obviously it's been quite a congested big um, fixture list, so we just kind of had to allow that week, but. In the game before, which is obviously against Wolves, he pulled off some good saves. But he was parrying a lot, so it was a bit of a risky time. But, yeah, he's getting back to his best. I feel like Maguire's getting... I feel... The thing about Maguire, and he's someone I always critique when when needs to be critiqued. But what I will say about him is, whenever he has a good game, nobody says anything yeah, about it.
1: Do you remember level... his um yeah, his debut game, the one against Chelsea? I remember. Yeah. I, I don't know who was we speaking about it, but I think we even touched on it as well. It's just that like, there's certain players in the team where if they, if they're not mentioned, it means they've had a good game. Do you know what I mean? Like he was lucky that game because I think he got a goal. So I think they gave him another match against yeah,
0: Chelsea. That was the very
1: first game, I think he scored a header.
0: No, I don't think he's. I think he was just very. I think yeah, Dan uh, James scored. Yeah, Rashford, yeah, did, Marcia.
1: But yeah. He's yeah, in their way, like right? yeah. Um,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it's definitely. When you're, he's definitely one of them guys. Because the thing is, when he has a stinker, it's usually, it's usually an error. He's highlighted so much, and it's like, I'm happy to
0: like get in the bench and everything, but it's like, I can note the Everton game, even the Everton Cup game. I'm thinking the Wolves game, he was quite good in the game. Just gone, he was decent. Obviously, they still conceded, but he was still decent. And I'm thinking, I've noticed it every time he plays well. I've said it a couple of times on Twitter. Nobody says anything, but obviously when he does poor, it gets highlighted all the time. And I, as I said, rightly so, you can highlight when people do poor, or keep the same energy when they do well. So um, yeah, no, I thought everyone in that United side kind of had a good game. And um, but what I want to move on to is the Aston Villa side because they're legit, like. They really put it to um, to all these sides. Your Arsenal's, your Liverpool's, yeah, definitely Liverpool seven-two. Um, even these guys, like, they were kind of unlucky to leave away with. Like, I, I you could that's, that's the thing about this game. You could say both sides deserved to win, so they were unlucky to leave with absolutely no points at all. But um, yeah, I just wanted to shed some light on Aston Villa, yeah. really. Um, I
1: think they've they've obviously been a bit unlucky because they just. They kind of just get a bit overrun, do you know what I mean? Obviously, see these are very talented teams, but they're holding their own definitely. And I think they've got some, a few games in hand, which hopefully they can build up some ground again. Maybe, if you don't know in this league, but they could be making a European push and stuff. Boy, I, that's
0: the thing. I, I really want to put it past them because I don't just see them as a, a, a side that are just here for the good run. Like with all due respect to Leicester last year, they kind of gave me those kind of vibes because they had no depth. Their first team was good, you know, in Didi, um, Telemans, Madison, Vardy. Like they had a great first team, and obviously as you saw, when some of them went on a bit of a dry patch or got injured or sent off, the guys they were looking to were nowhere near the level at the time, and then obviously that's why they fell off in that little, you know, late Europeans push for uh, Champions League, or they got Europa League in the end, but yeah. But I look at this Aston Villa side, and they do lack the depth, but I don't know, I just get, they don't really like the depth like that. I feel like in the attacking areas, they've got a nice little variety. They could bounce between your El Ghazis, your Treores, your Watkins, and um, in the midfield, they've got some good options there as well. Like They look like a proper side, proper system. They play good football, like that's something i got a bigger Dean Smith for as well. I mean, I was happy Aston Villa managed to save themselves last season. Obviously, in controversial fashion, because I'm pretty sure something crazy like that goal against I can't remember who the goal against was against yeah, I think yeah. it was Sheffield.
1: The one with VAR kind of man. Yeah. yeah. The goal line tech kind of
0: up. Yeah, they, that goal really should have stood um, when the Aston Villa keeper let in. Obviously, Bournemouth were on the receiver end of that. But I'm happy Aston Villa stayed in the Premier League. Like yeah. they're a good side, they've got good players. They're a big club as well, and obviously they've utilized them staying out extremely well. As you can see, they're making such a push now. So bigger Aston Villa each and every time. I feel like they can definitely still put on, you know, a proper surge for European football. Hopefully, Champions League football. Because I wouldn't be mad if they made Champions League. Everyone's got me. I've they, they, they got people, guys, telling me, oh, you're yeah, Aston Villa fan these days. Mm-hmm. I admire them.
1: It's just something Great nice side. to watch now. I mean, like, it's easy it's easy to like fall in love with a type of club like that. Before we move on, just quickly, what would you mm-hmm. say to one people saying, like, oh, we were bashing Ole, but look where he is now. And do you think Greedish would leave?
0: Bro, I was literally about to get onto Ole because it's a thing where... We corn him, we go into him. But I don't know, like, obviously it's felt like a bit of jam in some of the results. But then I think to myself, you know what? I might have been going too hard on Ole. I mean, rightfully so at the time, but it's times like now where I might have to back up, give him some credit, because I'd say what Ole is actually doing pretty well is he's playing to the strengths of this United side. And um, it's something I credit, credited um, Jose Mourinho for in that early Spurs run. And it's something we're starting to see here with United. Like, he's getting the best out of Rashford. Obviously, there's not much he can really do on the Martial side of things. Martial's just gone poor. But then again, he started to pick up form in the last couple of games himself. Um, you've got your Edison Cavani's getting in the act. We saw one of the best performances I've seen from Pogba in a very long time. Bruno's clearly banging. Like Whatever thoughts I might have on him, it's working. As I said, Maguire is slowly doing his thing. I, I don't know, would the, maybe the defence is the the area of worry, because although they are getting by right now, they have had a couple poor patches as a whole defence. You know, stretching from your Wamba to your Luke Shaw's to Maguire, to everyone, they've all had their poor patches this season, which is, you know, seeing them slip up some good opportunities. So yeah, I feel like he, he is actually getting the best out of this side. And I'm not gonna apologize for the slant I gave him. Any slant I gave him was rightfully so. But credit to Ole and the Social still. They're in a title race right now. Like it's not just uh they're in the mix, like uh, I don't know, your Southampton, your Leicesters, they're not in the mix. They are in a title race, and I've got a big up them still. So yeah, no. Big up, big Oli. You know, credit where it's yeah, no? What I would
1: say is... What are you saying No. What I would say is that I think our criticisms have never been, like... We've also gone hard, but we've never... We've never, like... I don't know how to describe it. We've always kind of maintained that he's been a bit lucky by the fact that he has the quality players. To be fair... Plus,
0: I would say, when I, when I was, was criticising him, what I was saying is the guy's yeah. 10 years deep and I, I yeah. still stand by this even if he's doing bits right now stop putting him in the category mm. with Mikel Arteta yeah. and Frank Lampard yeah. he's not a rookie he's been in here for so long he's got the experience like I, I get it. people are saying oh it's at the top level he's done yeah. things at Cardiff managed to get them relegated he was in the championship for a bit he's won titles like he has experience of winning now, obviously with no, the Norwegian side so not a lot you can take from it but we can't move like he's yeah. not experienced. He's been a top manager, so that's... I'm yeah. still sticking by that,
1: personally. And I know yeah, you exactly. probably are My thing well. is that he's never he's never put on like, a tactical masterclass. What I would give him now is that he's playing the right players at the right time, because he's done well to rotate the squad. He doesn't... He's not really putting out the same team every week, which that's, that's the one thing I would give him. Because remember, even just last week, or a few weeks ago, we were saying, like will Cavani start like who will play in the midfield like he's doing well putting in green Matic <coughs> kind of swapping these guys out so i would give him that what mm. i would say again is that there's key players in there the Pogba's they could if they go if they go dark what happens the Maguire's if he has a mistake what happens yes. if Baye gets injured what happens do you know what i mean i the thing is i don't want to sound like i'm a hater because it's just easy. it's easy, very easy to sound like that.
0: Nah, you know it's the yeah. one-two podcast real, People from the rules. Like, Say how
1: it is. Tottenham were top of the league a few weeks ago. Chelsea were top of the league a few weeks ago. I'm not saying that United haven't won their games. I like, obviously, the more weeks we go by, the more games you have to actually be winning. Like they've only lost three games. Do you know what I mean? But mm. that that yeah, game actually, next man. week. I mean that game against Liverpool. That's when I will make my conclusions.
0: I mean, we might as well slowly, you know, just drop a little couple of predictions in there. But what I will say on that United thing quickly, I'm giving them credit right now, but I'm not trying to get too sucked in because I found out a little stat today that they are yet to face um, mm-hmm. a big six side, obviously big six club-wise. Obviously, the top six is uh, ooh, it's a shambles right now, but your traditional top six, um, They're yet to face one of those sides away. And I know their away form is, this season at least, better than their home form. But I still believe, you know, coming away to an Emirates where it's always been a tough challenge for United in the last, like, three, four years. So, coming away to an Emirates will not be easy against an Arteta. Will not be easy. Um, Obviously, the next game against Liverpool will be the first one of the big six away games. So, we'll see how it does then. But, again, not really easy against Liverpool because what they're sixty-four yeah. games without a loss at Anfield, it's not dumb like that. that. So you that's lose that a big United challenge of every team. Literally, ah, oh, that that will be salt in the room. Not only losing your record, but to United and the title race. That's what I'm saying. This game against Liverpool, huge, 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 huge. And I, I can't Do you know wait for.
1: Well, I got confused because these guys, United have. See tomorrow. Watford in the cup and then their game in mm. hand, all before the Liverpool game, We only have one game a week. That's why I was a bit... Mm, with their, their squad.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a weird...
1: because it's even yeah, messing it's up double my game FBO, week like, thing. it's so weird, right? Now. Yeah.
0: Double game week and it's like, I'm seeing a couple missing games, like, I can't even... I've, yeah. I've used up my free hit, so it's it's a very tricky situation right now. If I had to take the minus 12 Mm. points hit right now, because I need that to pay off. That's extremely risky. But yeah, no, it's a bit of a weird um, picture schedule. But yeah, no, I'd say credit to them, but I'm not trying to get too sucked in because of that reason where they're yet to face these big six sides away. And it's obviously, as I said, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea... We'll see how they do there they've actually had a good away record to chelsea even when they've been in poor form in recent seasons so we'll see whether that's a challenge obviously we'll get onto to chelsea later on in their little shit show right now and man city as well like yeah i, I just need to see them over you know overcome these challenges if they can beat these big sacks at six six sides away then um, they might really be onto something. But yes, next game Man United vs. Liverpool you know predictions.
1: Because it's at Anfield, there's never really been an exciting game there recently. Actually, no, wait, is it the Old Trafford one or the Anfield one?
0: Anfield.
1: That Liverpool record, man, I don't know if they could lose it to United of every team.
0: Yeah. And I think this Liverpool yeah. side knows what it means.
1: Yeah. And even for the, that's the thing, so obviously they've it's won. one titles. of the first of those games where it actually means something Because, yeah, before mm. last...
0: Like, this could be one of those games where you look back in and say, yeah, the title was won. Like, last season it was mm-hmm. Leicester versus Liverpool 4-1. You look back into that Man City uh, Man United title race, the 1-0 win at the 80 where company got ahead of like it's these games, which could really kind of, I don't know, like change the, and the kind of situation. Even spectrum. That, if it's a
1: draw, that's the alley for City for Tottenham to go through.
0: Boy, well, yeah, City, we'll get onto them, yeah. but dark horses. Let it be said. I'll but
1: go yeah, over a little prediction. Very minorly, I'll go over one 0 Okay. Um.
0: Yeah. I. I'm gonna go. Yeah, it has to be a Liverpool win still because that it's just because of that record. It's like, but it's it's such a hard situation right now because I'm just thinking Martial, Rashford against uh, at yeah. Henderson at centre back. It depends whether. Um, Clock box for that again but you know it, it, there's so many things that are falling into United's favour right about now but I will say they will just find a way I feel like they will I'm going to go but, uh, 2-1 2-1 um, Liverpool win but do you know what would be so Painful for Liverpool fans, of course. You mentioned it earlier. Like, imagine if United were. To, imagine if United were the ones to not only end the record, to beat Liverpool, to extend their lead at the top through a last-minute Bruno mm-hmm. Fernandez penalty. Keller. You know what? Jesus Christ. But you know what, Jay? I don't even want to think You're about saying that. that, that
1: but I can see a young Salah, you little dancer thing, bro. Last minute as well. Oh bro, I'm on my knees for that because
0: Salah's Ooh. been drying up recently and you know it's when already... Salah dries up it's like people just go I, I don't even I think it it's definitely a Liverpool
1: the thing. thing is there's always there's I like, know people say like something tax when it's like oh you have to allow them but there's definitely a Liverpool tax in terms of like if you're if you're playing for Liverpool Slander you're getting it you're getting it you're you get getting it, it ten times the harder. only person I think rides it is Mane like, but the thing with Mane he doesn't get like the I'm the best player in the world respect I would say because it...
0: yeah no I'd say Mane definitely rides it because I don't know uh, if you've ever you seen the stats this season like the one I'm not on him, the goal contribution no but thing. not even the goal contribution thing but not even like just a uh, comparison to Werner but just mm. like on an overall yeah. spectrum it's kind of low for his standards and you are right when you said like he was the, he's kind of the only one who really kind of gets away with it in that Liverpool squad because I'm pretty sure he's only scored what two, three league goals this season no something like that but okay. let it be said that sorry, it's, bro, he's, he's gone on a it oh, has gone such under the ricks. I think he's got uh, against Chelsea mm-hmm. he got in our opening day or something like that early on then I think he's also scored against yeah. Crystal Palace as well Now he must have scored in another game in between that because there's no way he's gone on that kind of drought. But it's it's definitely low.
1: Yeah, now I think about it because they've had the mad um they've had like even Jota he scored I think he scored six this season.
0: I mean the Jota miss I was talking about it to my boys the other day. It's looking like it's proving to be a bit of a Tesla miss. It
1: was very on. It was very they don't really look the same side. It was going to happen. But it was a bit like like him him getting what? replaced really. But like just not replaced, but him like Mane and Salah and Firmino coming kinda of going back into their spot. <laughs> but mm.
0: yeah. No, yeah, I think he got yeah. injured, did he not? Yeah, he's injured till like late uh, early February, late you January. Know what?
1: I so like he, not been brought on and that. Yeah, you're right. Because he was. Yeah, because obviously I had him in my FPO, innit?
0: So, I crazy for him. But, yeah, no, they definitely look like a different side without him, man. It's looking to be a bit of a, a loss. Who would have thought, you know? Obviously, he came in from Wolves. Obviously, he did come for a big fee. We all know what Jota's on, but didn't think they'd be this kind of heavily reliant on them during these stages. But, yeah, those are our predictions for that United Liverpool game. I cannot wait to get into it in the next podcast because there's there's actually so much storyline. Yeah. so much. This is the Premier League. so really much cool. stuff riding on this. This is why it's the most entertaining league. But yes, we'll move on to West mm. Brom versus Arsenal. Well, Arsenal football, back. Good
1: football back at the... Not even back, a car, baby. Guess, just with the basketball club, run, right?
0: <sighs> Bro, carpet away. <laughs> We're still playing. It, it was in. funny,
1: even just like going into. I'm thinking, working, like snow at West Brom. We've not won here for like,
0: oof. bro. That's I really thought fun. that was. I thought that was it. I thought this has one nil. Big Sam. West Brom waiting the law for it. I was so because it shocked me. I was thinking we've actually played our best. Foot Arsenal played their best, because I, I, I got, <laughs> I got a refrain from saying we. You know how the people move, but Arsenal have been playing their. Their best football in the snow. I'm thinking these are conditions where it's like, obviously, I know everyone's played in the snow before, and you know, your professional mm. football, you get paid to play football that like jazz. But still, you know, I know Arsenal world, I know them like good enough, and seeing them in that in them conditions yeah. is it was quite a worrying state coming into it.
1: Yeah, and you know, like, like know, West Brom you know, when see you're that. seeing tiny warm up with short sleeves. You know, you it was written for my man to score. When you posted that, I was thinking, shall I put a comment? Shall I put a comment? That should have a young? I get a one that could bang? Ugh, oh, there's a given.
0: Bro, the comment, uh, the caption I was going to make was, oh, what was I going to write? I was like, oh, um, the world's not ready for seeing in these conditions. But I thought, yeah. let me not get it, because as I said, <laughs> I'm actually coming Nervous. to this game kind of worried, so mm. let me look. Like yeah. kind of pedestal so i'll just say you know it's like you know mm. kieran built different all that jazz but you know what's on tini boy what a, what a performance you
1: know it's, it's, it's like i said like obviously people love a young goal and an assist but it was nice to see him get those but still do his normal thing like defensively solid like yeah proper was com- complete proper complete um fullback performance Oh, it was amazing. Goal was beautiful as well. Literally like,
0: he didn't put a single foot wrong and when he did put a foot right, it was perfect. Like, as you said, with his goal, it was like, man went around him, then he cut in and then he went top corner with his weaker right foot. That is crazy. And obviously his assist, brilliant assist, And I'm pretty sure he could have had another assist as well, could have had a goal. Like, he was bombing down that left flank, up and down. Nothing really got past him in the defensive side. Like, proper, proper, complete performance from Tierney. It's lovely to see because, as I said, like it was with the rest of the Arsenal squad, but him in particular, I felt like his performance was slowly, you know, dropping off. I mentioned it here and it's like, I had no doubt about his ability, but he's just going through a rough patch and had to be addressed. Nice to see him back. Back to the team we know. Back to, you know, being one of the best
1: 100, 100. Yeah, left-backs in the league. You're starting to get to that stage where people were saying, oh, team, he's not all that, and this and that. It's just air. Eh, just air. Eh, he proved, proved what he's about today. Or that day. Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like
0: no Arsenal player really put a foot wrong. When I look at the defence. Mari's being a surprise kind of I wouldn't say surprise addition because we've always known he's there. Obviously, he's been our player for a minute now, but kind of surprise. That's slot in. Kind of, yeah, the surprise yeah. to come out of this whole little period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Martinez of this year, if you, that's the best way I can put it, done very, very well. You know, like, he hasn't really done much of note. Like, I can't say he's done this amount of tackles and this amount of interceptions and stuff like that, but you watch him and he's so calm on the ball reads the game excellently well obviously his pace is a slight worry in certain situations but on the grand scheme of things he's done very well and you know credit to Rob Holden as well you know someone kind of like Maguire like gets critiqued and highlighted a lot when they do poor but when they do well we don't really see much of it because when he was doing poor he was he was very poor like. obviously we got the, the the thing against Aston Villa I'll get that out of my mind bro as man just standing there, jumping on the spot, not putting the foot in. Like, he, he's had his poor moments. But recent times, he's done well. And um, obviously, we said Tini. But even Bellerin, I felt like he was very, very good. Not even just against, not even just today. Well, not, not today. We keep, we keep saying that. But not just in the game against West Brom, but in the game against Brighton. Like, one thing it was, was his crossing was not cutting it especially it was highlighted in the North London derby, his crosses were not cutting it, but, I don't know about you, but, his crosses were actually doing damage. <sighs> do you know what, like, <laughs> I
1: find, I, listen, I find it hard, Say it, I find be it hard. truthful, honest. Because, boy. listen, the thing with Bellerin is that, even just any footballer, like, no, I, I never doubt their ability on, on their day, do you know what I mean? I know, be, it's probably what the manager's seen training, if we're being real, but, it's the consistency, man. When when Maitland Niles came on, I think Bellin got yeah. a knock, which I'm not I'm not here celebrating or whatever. Like, I'm not trying to say that I wanted Maitland Niles on. But when he came on, he did his thing. Obviously man was when wearing the the long John shorts, <laughs> looking like he was in a when he was in trousers. <laughs> yeah, that, that like a little joke man. he's me. That's, that'll be me if I was a footballer like that. I'm the type of guy to come with the long johns, the gloves, do you know what, the snood,
0: everything. With a with glove, I, I hate. The I form. find my, my
1: hands get really, really hot, so I usually back off the gloves. Remember, Ezell used to do that. <laughs> it would be like, yeah, Ezell means business, <laughs> bro. The gloves yeah, for I me, remember. it's an aesthetic thing. Yeah, literally. it's all about the, the the drip on the pitch.
0: You have to have the me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm a long socks kind of guy, gloves, yeah, and I, I wear yeah, the yeah. underlayer, but I pull it up a bit. Like it's when, bro. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't make it. I was all about it.
1: <laughs> less <laughs> of the actual performance. I hear that, I hear that. I'm a baller though. Yeah, with Bellerin, like I just can't I have been this a long time, man. I know what you mean, like obviously I'll give him his flowers for the performance. Like he did all yeah. right. But with mainly now, I just felt a bit more I felt a bit more safe. But from it's him. the consistency. Yeah. Even in that game.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Nah, in the game against West Brom, I'd definitely say the Maybe better was
1: that high up a lot. I know he's got the pace to kinda of get back, but I with mm. Saka on that side, he didn't really need to be that high up, I would say. But yeah. That's just a little little thing, that I know but yeah.
0: I know I hear it, I hear it. I mean, gotta say it how it is, you know, I'm here, that's where we have the debates. And uh yeah, but the midfield again, like, like you said, yeah. Xhaka and Ceballos, he kind of falls into that same kind of category that you were putting Bellerin in where they've done well. Because I feel like all three done well and their players we have criticised previously. They've done well in the game against West Brom. But we need to see that consistently. I don't want it to just be a one-off or kind of one-patch kind of thing. So, like, granted Xhaka again, like, someone you... I know... Look, I don't want this to change anything about Xhaka. I still believe he should leave do believe he should keep it going, but he had a yeah. calm performance, not nice, spectacular, but didn't put a foot wrong, kept it flowing. Can't really say anything bad about his performance well, on the weekend. Yeah. Was same for going on, go
1: on West Brom. Like, they, I don't think they were that bad. I mean, I, not, not on the night, like, in general. Like, I thought they were pretty quiet in terms of what I would have expected from them. Yeah, they had. They had little
0: parts which obviously put um mm-hmm. Bernello into positions where you had to make good saves. I think it that's the thing with the, like they really could have got into that game. I feel like if it was one of those games where we sat back and invited that mm-hmm. little bit of pressure that like they were showing at times, it could have been a bit of a different game because you know when pressure gets invited and they start to grow in confidence and then it slowly becomes a different type of game that we're seeing. And it could have easily been like that, but that's the thing. We were that's just how, Arsenal just off the blocks.
1: Arsenal in terms of like the status of the club, the players that they have. That's how it runs. Because if you, like you were saying, if you keep dropping back, letting them build confidence in the game, all it takes is one opportunity and you're one nil down and you have, you're flying back. If you just go out from the blocks, obviously, before Tini's goal, we we were still creating, but I think Abamiang had a, um, a chance where he, he ran into the post or whatever. But that just going for it, it just inspires a win. Like, mm. We haven't scored this many goals for weeks. And it's literally just going for it, and you just you just wear the other team down. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I think we did we did well. Yeah, like you we kind of well. suffocated I mean, like we them. Was even the same last week, but yeah, um, we weren't touching the Smith around in the middle. Just having a number ten,
0: literally, yeah. bro. Man was literally about to get onto that. Like he's he's been the changing factor, and he's so good. Like he's not just hype. High- He's not just um kind of someone who's filling in. This guy has the potential to become a proper, proper player. Only 20 years old. So the future is also bright for him. But again, another brilliant performance, especially in that third goal. Was it his yeah. third, second goal? Oh, the second the goal. Yeah. The third man runs. Beautiful. What? Wenger ball, muscle memory kicking in. It just
1: proves that. It's just that type of brain in that midfield. Brilliant. The brain to make them runs, make them selfish runs, because even he's like he's unlucky to not get the final assist or the final goal, or whatever. Yeah,
0: the pre-assist just, really is what you get him.
1: I'm l- lucky he's getting the recognition and the, the minutes that he deserves because we were crying out for this when he was doing his thing in Europa. It wasn't a joke. Do you know what I mean? He was. He's been.
0: Yeah, fam. Like he's he's been a baller. My my always my only issue has always been with him is his injury record. It's like he's one of those players I've always rated. Like he's done well in pre-season, done well for Huddersfield, done well when called upon in the Europa League. But the guy's he was. Let's hopefully he can stay fit now, but. Was at a point always injured. It's like, yeah, cool, you're a baller. But when are we actually going to see you get a proper running inside, like a Saka, like a Martinelli? Like I want to see you join in in that act. And he's finally getting that chance. And what I want to know, I don't know if someone can, I don't know, DM me or find out what is um Arteta's record whilst having a number 10 playing there because he had no reason obviously. Couple of things were out of his control. I get it. Ozil, Ford, all that. We we've gone over that multiple times. But what is his record with a number ten? Because I'm pretty sure it must be something mad. Because Arsenal were on that great run of form before Ozil got dropped, and we reverted to the three at the back. And then obviously it done well in the big games as it should. Because I feel mm-hmm. like we should still stick with that in those bigger games, but leave it for just the yeah. big games when we actually have to break down That's the it. sides. It's like. Arsenal been calling out for that so much this season. It's like, it's no coincidence that as mm. soon as there's someone there, things are just clicking again. Like, boom, Arsenal had their highest, yeah. what was it, a 4.15 XG. Not only is that Arsenal's highest in a, a long time, That's prob- that's yeah. been one of the highest this season, full stop. What, most shots on target mm. since um, Arsene Wenger's days? Like, things are clicking, things are flowing. When there's a number ten there, and it was, it's as simple as that. You didn't. It cost you zero pounds. I'm not really going to criticize Arteta because, as I said, out of his hands. But now you have to stick to keeping that number ten there. If Smith Rowe gets injured or something, yeah. make sure there's a That's number the, ten I, there to be the link.
1: Though, like you were saying, I do hope <laughs> there was a thing of like, either, yeah, either he was trying to make a point. Hopefully not, but like, because. His, his like ideal not ideology, but his like tactics, which i am the reason why I still back him because I think he actually does have a vision for Arsenal. Is it does involve a tent, like mm-hmm. it does involve being creative, bringing taking the ball, taking the game to the team, especially the, the low opposition that like you're saying. But someone was like, Oh, right, you don't need them, um, you don't need all these guys anymore, you've got. Smith-Rowe, nah, we're not making that mistake again. We're not relying on and kid, another kid. Like, obviously, let them play. They're doing their thing. But if Smith-Rowe is injured, we need someone there. It's not a thing of, like, who will just will just sacrifice it until he gets better. We need someone in, replacing him in that position. We need that creative part. But...
0: Especially, I don't know if you've seen the reports today, but um, that was just being yeah. strongly linked to the move to Fernabache. And um, DC United, so it's looking like he'll be off this month. We'll probably get into that if it actually happens. We'll go a bit deeper, but yeah, with guys like him going, it's like that number ten slash attacking midfielder mm-hmm. position or the guy in the pockets behind will be very light. So to just rely on a mm-hmm. previously known injury-prone player mm-hmm. in Smith Rose, extremely yeah. risky. Good to see that finally getting back. Yeah, man. Saka, the thing about Saka is I have ran out, not only have I ran out of superlatives but it's actually just become normal for this guy to ball out. Like I feel like I'm just repeating myself saying the same stuff, it's just like, it's, he's actually just a, like, he's just a proper player, like you look at your Marnes, Salahs or these guys, you just know they're going to do it week in, week out, I, I don't know, he's, yeah, he's hit that level, he's so good. What
1: I did want to say especially on here is I remember weeks with him we were discussing like what what his best position was yeah yeah i think i remember listen i'm not gonna toot my own horn but i thought i think i mentioned the right wing and it's lovely to see obviously it seems to be at the expense of pepe which isn't (laughs) it's another story in itself but it's unfortunate
0: because what what I will say with Pepe mm-hmm. is he's someone I've always criticised for his performances, but it's it's really no hard feelings with him. Because I look at him as mm-hmm. a guy and I think, you're a calm guy, you're bubbly, you've not really said anything bad, you've been very regimented and focused. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't clicked for you on the pitch. And that's all it is. I look at him and I feel like he's a good guy. And if he does end up leaving, I do really wish him the best. Because, yeah, he just seems like a very calm mm-hmm. guy. Who's, Never really given us problems off the pitch. Mm. It's just he's not really cutting it on the pitch, and he's not that guy. And free. you just have to move him on. So yeah, it probably is at the expense of Pepe, and um, you know it is where it is. That right wing spot, yeah. surely that has to be a spot now because immense. Like because he, the thing I love about mm. Saka is he, he just he's unpredictable. When he's on the right, he can go down that byline and. You know, take it to the touchline and properly just drill it in. Or he can cut in on his left and float in a lofted ball. Like, he's his weak foot. Does yeah. he have a weak foot? I That's mean, the yeah, question. Yeah, I remember
1: I was getting onto him for like probably the good, right man. foot wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure he's got. Did he, he scored with his right that one against Chelsea? He's got a couple of assists with the right. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it was with his right. And then his goal on the other day obviously was a tapping, so yeah. can't really take too much from it, but it was with his left. But even then we saw that he, yeah. he was doing better stuff with both of his feet on that right wing spot. So yeah, now big up Saka each and every yeah. time. Like as I said, it's just become a bit normal. Normal, normal these days. But one player wanna one player I wanna give credit to is Lacazette because he's someone everyone's berated, not even just rival fans, Arsenal fans themselves have berated him. He's someone that said, you know what, might have to go. Like, I, we can't hold on to that 18-19 form, he's yet to show it. It's, it's looking like a bit of anomaly bar this recent bit of form. But, you know, he's getting the goals, what's that, five in his last four now. He's not only yeah. getting the goals, he's getting involved in the gameplay. No, it really feels like the introduction of Emil Smith role has mm. probably benefited yeah. him the most out of anyone else
1: because there's that creative outlet uh-huh. behind doing, him, doing he doesn't have to pitch. drop so
0: deep. Yeah, yeah, literally and you know he's probably got a bit more energy to his game now where he can last longer and you know probably influence the game for a longer skill and um, yeah I saw something crazy like he's got the best Goals per minute ratio right about now, so very good to see being efficient, clinical in front of the goal. And he also has a 0.6, no I'm not,
1: 0.60, non penalty
0: XG, the third highest in the league, which means he's basically getting involved and getting into actual good positions where this is not luck, this is just not, Mm. you know, a little purple patch. He's actually getting what he deserves right about now. And we could be witnessing a peak from him, maybe. Like, yeah, maybe he might yeah. eclipse that it's, 18 form
1: like we were saying. what we were getting onto him, but even like the start of the season is that he was getting into positions, he was getting these big chances, but him just having one chance a game is not fair on any striker. Maybe, yeah, it's not. It's not fair. Yeah, for you him were saying that. that. I remember one game, and it just it just messes up his confidence. Do you know what I mean? If you're missing, if you if you know. Right this 90 minutes, mm. listen, I have one chance. And if I miss it, I'm basically effed up like the team's not winning. That, and you miss it, it must play on your mind like mad. In these games he's getting he's even getting braces now, scored two goals yesterday. And yeah, it's just good to see someone playing with confidence. Now, the next the next person that needs to work on their confidence is is Mr Mr Bamiyang, Mr. Top Goal Scorer. Yeah. I've I, uh, uh, um, the thing about
0: with Abamyang is, it, I'm not even now like as it's chipping the goals. Yeah. I don't really care too tough about him. Like if it gets to that stage, we will then properly address mm. it. But at least there's someone getting in with the goals. It's kind of like these guys are just they're not, not they're not really compatible together. Not in the sense of way where they don't link on the field or anything. But it's just like one always has to be on form and one yeah, has to be on form. True. It's like they, they can never both be on form at the same time because like, that's the thing I'm seeing. What I'm seeing right now with Obamian is like this is exactly what was happening with Lacazette. Like he signed his contract after a big season, and he's kind of just dried up and in front of the net, and it's not banging. And you no, know, everyone turned on Lacazette, and I'm thinking, cool, let's kind of learn a lesson here. Obviously, Lacazette is banging right now. Let's just, you know, let's see how Aubameyang goes to come May, and then we'll probably evaluate him, because it could just be a, a poor patch of form you know he's always been a big goal scorer over the years so
1: yeah, I also this think is just it a bit of an anomaly unusual bit of form. For him to have an injury he never usually really gets injured so it could even just be a recovery thing to be like that's just because he didn't he didn't get badly tackled type of injury. he, he kind so, of just seemed so. as if he was just like yeah it's not worth it it's not worth making this much worse so obviously at his he's not an old man but he's at his tender age where he wants to kind of maintain what he's got so yeah like we were saying hopefully he brings back the confidence if he if he doesn't I can't see him keeping Martinelli out of the team
0: oh yeah definitely not like he's probably due to get dropped very soon and you know, rightfully so. I mean, he got mm-hmm. dropped against Chelsea. We didn't miss him like that. So it is what it is. Um, what I will say is, yeah. just Arsenal fans, just you know, let just relax, enjoy the good form that Lacazette's on right now. You don't have to berate Aubameyang because you've seen Lacazette somehow manage to turn it around. So within no time, you yeah, will, will see the the older Aubameyang that we know. But what I will say to close off this kind of game. Is um obviously West Brom held four against us, held five against <laughs> Leeds the game before. Do you do you think Big Sam can do it? This is definitely his hardest task here. Yeah, we I've said in my post that yeah, like he's the renowned guy for relegation battles and all that type of stuff. But mm. it's looking like a very, very you hard task that, on his hands here. Yeah.
1: The thing is, what I would say is that Leeds yeah, Leeds are going to blitz a team. I think they've had a, team had a hard team. run, right? They man. small blood, they blitz a the team. Liverpool, they did get a good result against Liverpool, to to be fair, which was pretty unusual for them. Yeah, yeah. what is that? Liverpool, That's like Leeds, and serious, Arsenal back to back. About, like, yeah. Just. Yeah. I think you against, like to think it all ease think off Six pointers. They're ones against, like, I'm seeing. They've got Wolves next and City soon. I'm seeing Fulham, Sheffield. If they're not winning these games, if they're nil-nils, they may be seeing themselves out of the league because if Fulham, if Fulham kind of do well enough, to, well, if Fulham kind of stay at their stage where they're not necessarily fighting Brighton, West Brom are very likely to be that 19th position that locked in. Mm-hmm. Do you
0: know who Fulham remind me of? They remind me of the Cardiff team of two years ago. Like they're putting up, like they started off awful, then towards these latter stages, they're kind of putting up some decent performances where they're getting a couple of draws here and there. They arguably might have deserved a little point there, but they're getting a draw, but Mm. they will be the, the third side to get relegated. Relegated with, you can arguably say, their heads held slightly high. You can never hold your hat, hold your head high after getting relegated, but kind of like because I think that Cardiff side even finished like what was it one point off on a yeah, 30, it was at mid thirties kind of points, so they were kind of unlucky to miss. So they that's just the vibes I get from this Fulham side. I you say that actually kind of rate Parker. They're
1: one of the ones with two games in hand, so if they get two results, Brighton they will leap for Brighton. Burnley will go, will do that thing with again as well. So do you know what? I don't want to see Brighton. Do you know what? That. I did. I did. I. Yeah. If they, they just need a striker in this window, because they're another team that does play good football, but I've just kind of I've given up for Brighton. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe I'm getting too stuck into this them. whole XG thing. Because <laughs> on, J- on XG, these men should be imagine? in the top four right now. Yeah. But somehow they're just not getting it right now. They're so off it. Mm, yeah. But, indeed. yeah, and I wouldn't want to, because I actually rate Potter. I mean, if he does get relegated, he can only get another job in the Premier League because he can't stay in the, uh, As I said, with all due respect to the Championship, he you shouldn't stay there. Like, this he's is, definitely a Premier League no, quality think, manager. I'm just looking
1: at now. He could get... A, I think he could get a Crystal Palace job. Because with yeah oh definitely because i don't really see Hudson he's got that talent long. yeah that talent in the, and the with the assets field, as, as the well tax rate. it's kind of going to noise.
0: Mm. you know what i'm gonna hold you to that one i'm definitely gonna hold you to that one it's not really yeah. something that's been spoken about it's but does. it makes sense
1: it definitely does because yeah like it makes saying, sense definitely he's he's one of them like rags to riches tab managers where he's kind of working his way through and yeah, hopefully he doesn't. He doesn't
0: deserve to be like that type of lower league manager. But yeah. Yeah, very very solid manager. But yeah, no. I, you said they don't. You don't think they will. I don't Ooh. think they will. You know, there's a first time for everything, and I feel like this might just be the first time that that happens. Like you know, we've seen all these sides, Arsenal first mm-hmm. time out of the Champions League. It was unheard of at the time, but it's become normal. So, first time for everything. First time set big city relegated. It is what it is. Yeah, what I would say it's not this it's challenge is just like it's a bit disabled, too hard.
1: Really.
0: Oh yeah, the, it was the, the writing was kind of on the wall. Writing was kind of on the wall already. Even though Billich got a couple good results here and there, it's just like all these little sides where you could have relied on. I wouldn't say little sides, but. Like a Southampton, for example, coming into the season, they probably would have hoped that they might find themselves in a the mix or an Aston Villa said that just escapes relegation. They would hope that they find themselves in that mix, but yeah. it's like there's a lot of yeah. teams performing. So we're seeing all the smaller sides who should be in that kind of bottom area, higher up. And obviously you're seeing your Liverpool's, your yeah. cities kind of get dragged a bit lower. So that's why everything's a bit even at the top. But, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think they'll survive. But, yes, so we're, we're getting into, like, the last 10, 15 minutes of the podcast now. We'll just do a little round-up. We didn't get to get into the Chelsea-Man City game, so we'll quickly touch on the key areas in that game. But I don't think we need to get into Frank Lampard, because we went into Nothing's him really enough last week. I feel like we'd be repeating ourselves, literally. And... You know, we'll see if this form keeps going on because then we will have to properly address it again. But, you know, we'll pretty much say anything we said previously. But, you know, all i got to say is Werner yeah, again, played air,
1: down his face. Play down the middle, all this jazz, <laughs> this air, man. He's got, he's got no confidence.
0: I was never believing yeah. it
1: because he still had believing. chances. That thing of putting ZX in the right wing. Right What's the point, man? He just cut. he's just, he's, he's, he's in the middle do you know what I mean he's doing his thing in the middle Wait. when when Hudson-Odoi came on yeah even
0: no, though we, we have to touch him to Ziyech because mm. he's someone I, I, I like him I rate him and I was waxing lyrical about I saying yeah I don't really rate this Chelsea sign or that yeah. Chelsea even sign but the... ZH is the guy and mm. yeah he's I'm, I'm not going to say he's letting me down but mm. he definitely let me down against man city like the work rate was off he wasn't really he, he was just hoofing it like like you said with alexis sanchez yeah it felt like i was watching a, a alexis sanchez region
1: without <laughs> like that mindless running
0: except like for with alexis sanchez one like so, yeah he was a bit of he was, he was just finding himself everywhere and some of his balls over the top might cause a bit of damage it's just like mm. It kinda of felt like what happened with Trent with Ziyech. It was like it was just aimless lofted balls <laughs> over the top to a Werner when you when it's not like you're playing a, a Abraham or we where cool. And this it's is what, what I'm half this is half. What I resort back to Brian <laughs> Lampard. It's like you've got all these big players and you don't know what you're doing. Why will you make a, a Ziyech loft the ball to a Werner when it's it's known that he's meant to play in behind these
1: teams you know he's not work, gonna man. get
0: to these these
1: headers yeah, and shit yeah, like that i was watching the pre-match they're telling me yeah um even even lampard and something like yeah we're, we're built to um score on the break this and that i'm pretty sure all three man city goals are on the break the ones they can see <laughs>
0: even bro that third one let's quickly touch on that one and we'll get back into this that was awesome yeah. ba- and you know what it's pete him, you know it's because he's handy. the last he's the guy handy?
1: who stands he's on the deep. edge of the box but these guys in the middle are not i don't think any of them challenge for the ball once but why and they just they just leave my man to chase whoever it is
0: none of them it's they it's always freak. just leave him it's actually so pete fam. they just like it's Bowls like, cool. I, I we will get on to touch on Kante a bit. Like, I, I kind of feel like he had a good start to this season, so, but he, yeah. he's slightly fallen off recently. let whether it's poor form or falling off, but it's always him. And obviously, he had to do the chasing again. Yeah, it felt like a dead stamp on the Martellelli goal. It's just Sterling drifted out wide a bit more. But even then, Sterling, like, <laughs> he violated. It. So, first he sent Kante, then he sent Mendy. And then he sent Zuma. Then he chipped it. All right. <laughs> that went in. The one where like, it was, it was yeah, kind yeah, of a chip, kind of lofted ball.
1: But over into the everyone. top corner.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Hit the post. Yeah. <laughs> like, Do you know what? That would have been such he... a good goal. I, I was a bit Send mad against. how it went from a one on one to like everyone in the box. But I, I think Kante did well to. Yeah. Because
0: I was thinking, if that didn't bit,
1: go in. I think he did. You
0: think? you think? I think Sterling invited that. Yeah, I, I think Sterling invited that, but obviously drifting a bit more wide. Obviously mm. stuttering, kind of on possession, but it was yeah, obviously intentional. S- like, he, like, he didn't feel like he, he, panicked, he panicked. You don't in, panic in any way. You take or. out
1: five guys out of the game <laughs> and, and drop this guy here. Yeah, hundreds, hundreds.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he knew what he was doing. Mm. Then um, obviously it was a good finish by the Bruyne um, but um. Yeah no, it's just poor from everywhere in that Chelsea side, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let them off this week because obviously times against us and everything, and we, I'll pretty much be repeating the same thing I said in the game yeah. against Chelsea. I mean, game against Arsenal. Yeah. But my eyes are on you, yeah. Lampard. My eyes are on you. Just know, but Man City, dark yeah, horses as we too, said. We yeah, we actually said it a couple of weeks ago that, like. like They're going under the radar, obviously, because they got ruled out. And again, rightfully so, they got ruled out because they were holding, what, five to Leicester. It wasn't looking good. Diaz has come in and changed everything. If they win the league, because I I put them in the title race right now, but they're not in the title race. I have confidence that Man City will pick up more points, will catch more, you know, ground. And they will find themselves out there. Two games in hand, we'll see them one point behind whoever's top. It's a draw between Liverpool and United. If my yeah. maths is correct, they might be one point ahead. But I, I can't
1: really put my bank on I that. But they, they obviously, they will is, be up they, there. They're not a goal yeah. problem, you know, when they score three goals. Yeah. I don't
0: yeah. think it's a problem. I mean, we'll see how it, they get on in the next couple of games. But this game yeah. against Chelsea, it felt like a Manchester City of old. I've said many times, oh, I missed that 2017-18 Man City. This is the game I saw that 2017-18 Man City again. Relentless pressing, everything was working. They had no recognised actual striker, but they still worked extremely you know well in that attacking area. What they did well like, was that they didn't go at right. They you're having, going.
1: Um, they missed A few chances at the start, <laughs> but literally. It, did, it looked like it. Like I think De Bruyne was clean mm. through, and he kind of dragged it. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Man, City are uh, ruthless. the Gundogan goal. I think Gundogan's another um, quite a yeah, great man. guy. I think he's not very really spoken. Man.
0: Definitely. But, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Because mm. he, he fills in in many roles. Like obviously he was doing up of kind of false nine role um in the game against Chelsea, just gone. But, you know, he's done a job deep he's done a job kind of in between there. Quite a versatile midfielder, you can kinda of, midfielder who can kinda of fill in in many, many areas. And you know, if he wasn't so in obviously recent time his injury records kind of slowed down a bit, but over his whole career, if he wasn't so injury prone, really could have been up there as you know one of the better midfielders in this generation. It's a bit unfortunate. Yeah. But luckily, he's managed to salvage something solid out of it. But, yeah, Man City, back to their best, and two games in hand, you know, they're in this title race, and they will be recognised as a title racer. Yeah, exactly. When they win those games in hand, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see. But, um, yeah. Not really more we can add to this week you know we want to keep it short and sweet how how much long is it yeah one hour 20 of the one two podcast yeah. but we'll end it on a note you know Leicester doing their thing big up Leicester. they're in the mix and you know big up big up yeah. everyone who done their thing this weekend and we didn't really get to shine, shine any light on you we see you shining don't watch that but um to end on this one your weekly reminder that <laughs> Sheffield United are done out. Uh, it. uh, it's, <laughs> it's peak, man. Another week, another loss. Like they they're gone. They had a bit of hope. There was I don't I can't remember what game it was, drew, but I'm pretty sure there was one game where I thought to myself, maybe. Philin's <laughs> I think the the start of that United <coughs> game to, yeah. gave a bit of hope. Uh, yeah, and the pulling yeah. game as well. Yeah, finish, man. <laughs> but they're done. They're done. But yes, people. Another episode of the 1-2 podcast. That was episode 21. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Be sure to follow Thank all the socials. Up. As you said in the last podcast, Glazo's back.
1: Thinking what's about the, the, next, so uh, what's the next comp going to be?
0: Baller. Or are you not trying to give any hints right about now? Mm, mm, mm. Oh, what? Uh, a, a berry the thing with the is the that what we
1: we're going from on the nap.
0: weekend? I like to see that one.
1: Literally. Uh,
0: Literally. Gotta call him Mezzy now. Mezzy, you get it? <laughs> but, yeah, man. Stay tuned for that, my people. Um Yes. Be sure to follow all of our socials, Galazo yeah. First on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, myself, the FC on Instagram, the on Twitter. You guys already know the vibes already. And um, yes, we'll catch you guys next week. It's been your boy Jay. It's been my usual co-host, Dave. And uh, yes, we'll catch you guys next week in a bit, my people.